When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Jenna and I'm here to help you do all the hard things. I'm a licensed professional counselor with nearly 10 years of clinical and research experience working with people who have some of the most debilitating OCD and anxiety in the world. I'm also a mom, a personal trainer, and a lover of modern spirituality. My goal is to bring you all the research, guidance, and encouragement you need to help you remember and know how strong you truly are. Now let's get to it. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. I know a lot of women will be able to relate to your story and it will resonate with a lot of women in our community. So I just want to start first with just some basic background information about your family and any other context information that's important for them to know where your story is coming from. With the whole pregnancy part, I absolutely loved being pregnant. That was probably my favorite thing. Um, I found out right away because I worked at a doggy daycare and how dogs, they say that dogs always know when you're pregnant. I actually had one at work that started growling at other dogs if it got near my stomach. So that kind of was different for me. Not, you know, not normal. So I took a test and ended up being positive. Everything was good. Um, Throughout my pregnancy, I didn't start have morning sickness till I was about three or four months pregnant. So everything was good with that. Um, the delivery was, I don't want to, I guess I'll say not what I expected. I know they, apparently they say that three hours is a normal time for pushing because I did have um, a vaginal delivery. He did come out, I guess, on an angle. So they just ended up cutting me right away. Otherwise, there would have been complications. Um, so with that, with him coming out slightly on an angle, he was born with a broken clavicle. Um, so when I tried nursing, I was only able to nurse him on one side. And the doctors at first did not believe me that something was wrong. My sister explained it as when he would move that it would feel like a broken, like a potato chip crumbling in your hands is exactly what it felt like. Um, so we ended up having an x-ray done about, uh, about a week after he was born. Cause when we took him to his doctor, he's like, yeah, something doesn't seem right. So we got the x-ray, everything like that. Turns out he did have the broken clavicle. We ended up just having to take a safety pin and pin up his arm. And with him only being a week old, he obviously didn't care too much about that. So we had to keep it like that for about two weeks. And everything went back to normal. So I tried nursing him some more because that was the number one thing I wanted to do was nurse him instead of doing formula um and then because of 
the broken clavicle, like I said, I was only able to nurse him on one side. Then he was jaundice as well. So with him being jaundice, he only wanted to sleep. With him having the broken clavicle, only nursing on one side, jaundice, just being tired and always wanting to sleep. I was producing too much milk at the time and I was choking him because it was it was just pouring out basically and he wasn't able to handle that so eventually we switched over to formula because he was losing weight because he was not eating as he was supposed to so we had to keep track of how much formula or how much breast milk he was eating and how much he was eating every time he ate Uh, he was only eating about two ounces if he ate four ounces he would throw up So the doctor was concerned that way because he wasn't eating and gaining the proper weight as he should be for that age at the time. It wasn't him. It was the lack of help that I was receiving because I didn't want to ask for help. I didn't know, as stupid as it sounds, I didn't know that they had to eat that frequently, if that makes sense. I didn't know that they were going to be on a timed schedule. Um, So that part, I think, is what threw me off the most was the sleepless nights. And then you get frustrated because you're not getting the sleep that you need, plus trying to help your baby who can't tell you or say how they feel and what's what's going on in that situation. So you're just kind of winging it. Yeah, it's definitely there's no way to prepare for it. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I remember going to breastfeeding classes and just knowing in general that like, I'm not going to sleep for a while. And, and you don't ever really know what it's like until you're there and you're not sleeping and you're running on empty and it's just not what you expected. Um, yeah, Cause we did so- do the birthing classes as well, but those, it was good, but it's definitely not the real deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned now that he's two and a half, right? And yeah. you said that he experiences still some issues. So why don't you take me from before we get into like where he's at now? Can you talk to me a little bit about like what it was like from newborn to the toddler stage? How was it the first like two years of his life for you? Uh, the beginning, of the newborn stages, the first few months were quite stressful. I didn't get like diagnosed with the postpartum till um till a few months after that uh because I didn't want to have like the label of being depressed so I was just like no I'm fine and then my boyfriend told me that I needed to say something so I did um so then after that I was put on the medication which did make a huge huge difference and I was I did want to be able to help him more and actually do the things without running on E 24 seven. So to me, it wasn't just a mood booster. It was also an energy booster. He's always been a, a sensitive little guy. He didn't like his hands being dirty. He didn't like his hands being sticky. If we were playing outside and a ball had mud on it, he he would freak out. There was a time where he did have mud on a ball and I just wiped it on my shirt and he, he cried until I changed my shirt because he did not like the, the mud on me. So I had to fix that for him and everything was good then. Um, 
but he, like I said, he's been sensitive this whole time. It's just been how you deal with it and stuff like that. And so, with the with his sensory issues, he did end up being in the birth of three program, which he still isn't at the moment. Um, he, he's doing a lot better with that. We had tried like different games. We tried like sand tables, stuff like that. Uh, he did not like sand on his feet for a while. It took me about an hour just to get him into a lake because he wasn't sure what that was, but he's doing a lot better with that. It's now it's just working with, the terrible twos mm-hmm. that's what we're that's what we're dealing with now <laughs> so what was it like and what is it like witnessing your son struggling with all of these issues and how are you how do you cope for him how do you cope as a family it is difficult because he is he is still behind when it comes to learning things and when it comes to when it comes to talking so we've been we actually have a speech evaluation for him coming up. So when he's upset, he can't quite tell me what is what's wrong. So that part, it does get frustrating, but you, I can't be mad at him because he doesn't understand. Well, he understands, but he doesn't, he can't tell me, uh, mom, this is what's going on, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does get frustrating for me because I don't, I have to wing it to try to figure out what it is but now he's also at that age to where he can point and tell me um like what part of him hurt because he knows where the pain is and he knows what those body parts are that he can tell me that but he can't form full sentences he only says two to three words and being a stay-at-home mom you learn to catch on to what every little word is or what they think is a word and what they're trying to say. So I think that part helps more is being a stay-at-home mom. Although, yes, it can be stressful. So when my boyfriend comes home, he's not quite sure what is wrong or how to fix something because he's not used to those little random words that I hear all day, every day. Mm -hmm. He gets more frustrated Whereas that's where I was in the beginning. So now we just kind of switched roles and I'm just like, you just gotta, you just gotta work with it. I'm hitting the pause button quick to share with you guys a product that my son absolutely loves. Eli is a pretty picky eater, which makes for some stressful mom moments over here. Ever since we found Magic Spoon cereal, Eli's happy and mama's happy. Magic Spoon Cereal is a protein-packed, delicious, adult version of some of our favorite childhood cereals. It's healthy cereal that seriously tastes too good to be true. Each serving has about 11 grams of protein per serving compared to those other cereals that only have one or two grams of protein per serving. Each serving also only contains three net carbs compared to an average of 24 net carbs per serving with the other cereals. Magic Spoon Cereals are also grain-free, gluten-free, and free of artificial sweeteners and other funky ingredients. They have flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry, honey nut, and my favorite, peanut butter. Eli absolutely loves Magic Spoon cereal, and he's super picky, like I said, so I know the kiddos in your house will love it too. 
Give it a try at magicspoon.com and enter Jenna Overbaugh, one word, for free shipping on me. Happiness 100% guaranteed. I absolutely love the newborn stage, as I'm sure everyone does, just because there is the the cute little babies, you know, with all the cute little hats, their little toes and stuff. And then when you get to the toddlers, you're kind of like, oh, terrible twos is a thing. <laughs> so I would say I prefer the the toddler just because at that age, they can start telling you more about it. Whereas a newborn, you have to guess and you just feel so helpless that you don't know what is wrong. And I think that is by far the worst feeling because mm-hmm. he when he gets sick he gets when he gets a cold those it's just it's awful so he when he gets sick he gets hit hard with that cold so trying to help him when either he does get dehydrated or he's had um 104 temperature and I had to take him in and they couldn't figure out what was wrong um it's things like that that are concerning that we're trying to work through because you can't like I said you can't help them it's helpless and you're just hoping for the best and thinking that you can figure it out but Mm -hmm. it just each kid is different and how they will react to something and to that situation it's a great thing to experience but it can still be a lot to handle at times Mm mm-hmm in the beginning, the postpartum depression was really bad to where I just did not want to do anything. I didn't want the help. I refused to ask for help because it wasn't, I looked at it as he's my child. I'm the one who should have to care for him. No one else should have to come and take care of him or feed him or do anything like that um, when it's my responsibility to take care of my baby. So it did take a few months for me to, like I said, to ask for that help or to even realize that that's what it was. So after asking for help, it made a huge difference. And I'm super glad that I did that. And then being put on the medication helped a lot. I, within the last few months, I slowly started weaning off of the medication. Um, and everything's been going good, at least what I think <laughs> now I do in home childcare with him. So having the interaction with that and other kids also, it's nice for me because then we can all hang out and do stuff like that instead of just him and I, and he gets the interaction from the other kids, whether it's the babies, he, that way he can learn how to be gentle with the babies or with the toddlers he can learn stuff from them either way it's a learning situation for both of us Mm -hmm. what do you wish you knew before so maybe earlier in motherhood or maybe even before you were pregnant that you know now how crazy life would change after having after having a baby that is definitely the number one thing they always say that um, that you never know what what's going to happen. And that is for sure. You're, you think everything is fine and dandy when you're pregnant because it's an awesome experience. And then your baby's born and then you're kind of like, oh, well, there's no sleep now. And you're just, like I said, there's days where you just 
you're winging it, but you're just doing the best you can. I'm pushing through everything because you have your little one to take care of. So mm-hmm. I wish I would have known how difficult it could have been all the, not just the pros of having a baby, but also the, like the cons, like there is jaundice to have a broken clavicle, being tongue tied, stuff like that. Cause they don't, they don't tell you about that. Cause they want you to think positive during your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have known the downfalls, I guess you can say. Right. And I, uh, that's one of the big things that I hope to achieve with this podcast is just being real and having moms be real. I'm always at a loss when I have friends who are about to become moms. It's like, I want to share my experience with them and I want to help prepare them, but I also don't want to scare them. And I don't feel like you can achieve both of those a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you and, and that's something that I wish I knew too, but I don't even think that there would be a way to know until you're truly in it. Um, so what would you tell yourself back then if you could talk to that woman now? Just to keep your head up and keep pushing through, do as much as you can. What do you think other than everything that you've already said is, is what's important for other moms to know? That there is always someone out there to help you, whether it be a family member, whether it be um, a, someone in a group on Facebook for Um, like a mom group or something like that, there is always someone you can turn and talk to. I don't want any mom to feel that they are alone because that is exactly how I felt. And that is why I never said anything. I feel that if they need the help that they should definitely reach out for because anybody is willing to help because a new mom or any mom will completely understand the situation. Yep. So why do you think it's important to do and go through hard things? It builds you up as a person. Um, You're thrown these obstacles, not just to see if you can handle them, but it helps you grow and it does teach you. For more information and resources, head to my website at www.jennaoverbaugh.com. From there, you can sign up for my email newsletter so you can make sure that you are the most up to date about upcoming resources, podcast episodes, blogs, challenges, and so much more. Also, be sure to check me out on Instagram at jenna.overball. And while you're here, tune in to some other episodes on the podcast while you're at it. And as always, if you have a free minute, it would mean the world to me if you could please subscribe and rate this podcast. Subscriptions and ratings help me keep the podcast going and help me spread the word to other women and people in general who really need these resources and and this information who otherwise may not get it. So with that said, thank you guys again so much for tuning in. I absolutely love creating these episodes for you. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.